and what is setting a new foundation in our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's go ahead and uh, take that up, guys. Let's not be reasonable. Honor flows. Nick King, just take my chair. <laughs> well, are we ready? One session. Who's, who kind of just wants to get the lean on now? Not even just to what people in ministry, but what God wants to do in you. Just open up, yeah? So let's do that, but as we do that, let's welcome Aaron again to come and bring this final word. This one will do. All right, thank you, Ryan. Thank you again for having us. We love being with you guys. Looking forward to being victory tomorrow as well. And... Uh, spending some more time in this beautiful, amazing city. All right, so I'm going to take 10 minutes to unpack some principles in the prophetic, just some teaching in the prophetic, and then you guys are going to prophesy. How's that sound? All right, some of you think that's good. Just let me uh, read out a couple of uh, books that I uh, encourage you to read if you want to learn more about this. Sean Bowles has a book. I don't know if you've heard of Sean Bowles, but if you haven't, you should. YouTube him, Facebook him. He's got a book called Translating God, which is brilliant and just helps you unpack, uh, you know, the prophetic and the gifts of uh, the revelatory gifts. Mark Verkler, I already mentioned that before, Four Keys to Hearing the Voice of God. They've got quite a few books around that subject. Would uh, highly recommend reading that book. And then also around the subject of orphans and sonship, a book called Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship by Jack Frost. When at Bethel, when you go to school, I think this is true, it's mandatory. First-year students have to read that book, and they get pretty much wrecked from the get-go, you know, discovering and doing the journey of, you know, from an orphan mindset. And I've, just, I've only just started reading this book, but already I'm just, you know, God's just giving me, okay, there's an orphan mindset that God wants to break. And I thought I was pretty good with this. Uh, and so it's called Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship, Jack Frost. And again, he's got a few books around that subject as well. But I would be ready to uh, get messed up a little if you're going to read that book. Don't get the audio version of that one. I made that mistake and it's a computer reading it. That's not cool. I wish they told me that before I bought it. Anyway. All right. So we're going to unpack the prophetic, revelatory gifts. Now I'm going to put a disclaimer right up front. I am not a prophet. I'm not. I am prophetic, though. Every single one of us is. Every single one of us is. I'm not a prophet. I am learning. I'm on this journey of learning how to hear the voice of God clearly and more clearly and learning how the prophetic flows and works in my life. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him, these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. So because each and every single one of us, all of us, have His Spirit within us, revealing the ways, the thoughts, the workings, the heart of God, we are prophetic. We get, that's what the this, this Spirit reveals, the nature of God, the ways of God. So we are all on this journey of learning how to walk out uh, our prophetic journey. And when we start learning, we fail more than we succeed. I was going to put that out there and put you at ease. You know, when you watch your kids, when I watch my kids learning to walk, they fell over 
more times than they did get it right. And even when they took their first few steps, there were still moments of stumbling and falling and tripping over. And, and you know, because we, when we start something new, we fail more than we succeed. So don't let failure put you off. Don't let it stop the journey because it's a process of learning. Does that make sense? It's a process of learning. So there are th- when we talk about the prophetic or the revelatory gifts, we're talking about, well, the Bible mentions three specific uh, ways that these rev- revelatory gifts operate in our lives. The first one is prophecy, which we're familiar with, is the ability to know what is available or what is in the heart of God for our future or for the future. It is knowing what God wants to do uh, or what He is doing or developing someone to do. So let me give you an example. We sent a missionary off to Brazil uh, I think at the beginning of last year, and we were uh, praying for her as a staff, and I got, I got a picture of her meeting a family in this, in like a kind of, you know, what would have been a Brazilian house. And, and I was kind of like, okay, God, what is, all about, what is that about? What does this mean? And, and he said, this is a family that she's going to connect with, that I want her to connect with in Brazil, that's going to be a key for her in, in her missionary, in, in, in the ministry that I've called her to. And so I just shared that with her. Hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is what God's showing me. This is what I believe that it is. And just left that with her. And, you know, it's important when we're delivering the prophetic that we have to understand that we are fallible. And so that we don't want to, we don't want to come across as saying, this is, exa- this is what God's saying. It's like, this, you know, we gotta, we, this is what I feel. This is what I see. This is what I hear. How does that sit with you? And get them to weigh it up. Because with the Holy Spirit in us, the responsibility in the Old Testament, the responsibility laid with the prophet. If they got it wrong, they were stoned. In the New Covenant, the New Testament, the responsibility lays with us. Are we glad that it's, you know, that it's not Old Covenant anymore? And so when the prophetic comes, it's, it's up to us. We have the Holy Spirit within us to test and to weigh up and to sift out what sits well with us, what we feel is of God, because sometimes we, we get it wrong. And I'll give you an example of, of that in just a little while. And so sure enough, a couple of months after, she sends me an email. She says, hey, Aaron, I met the family. And, there was, and, and, and so what happened was I was able to give her a glimpse of what to look out for. This is, something, this is a connection, this is a future connection that God has set up for you. And I gave her a grid to keep her eyes open for it. Without that prophetic word, she may have missed it. She may have missed that connection and she may have missed uh, God being able to unlock that for her. So we can see the power of the prophetic. Real simple little picture. At the, at the time, I didn't think too much of it and I wasn't certain that it was you know, 100% God. It was just, okay, this is a picture, it's kind of random, I'm going to describe it to you. And you know, I saw the mum and the dad and the, and the children there and, and that's kind of how it all worked out. That's prophecy, words of knowledge, revelation by the Holy Spirit about a person's life, which often uh, brings faith for healing or a miracle. So we saw that last night. When you get like a, you know, so a word of knowledge might come when we talk about healing, you might get a pain in your knee. That's like, well, that's not my pain. That wasn't there before. That's God telling you that someone needs healing in the knee. Okay, so you get get people operating in various levels of this. Again, this is something I'm learning in. Alex walks down the street and he starts limping. When I first met Alex, he said, hey, you got a pain in your toe? I said, no, no, I don't. He goes, okay. And he went off to find someone who did. Because all of a sudden he had a pain in his foot. He goes, that's not my pain. Someone around me must have pain. And he went looking for that person with pain. Have you got a sore foot? Have you got a sore foot? <laughs> so that's, that's a word of knowledge. So uh, it could be a name. Uh, when, when I first started kind of having a go at this, I was praying for a, a young youth pastor who was at one of our conferences. She said, hey, can you pray for me? I know that you're a youth pastor. Can you just release what you have? And I said, sure. I was praying for her and I got the name Andrew. And, uh, and this is where I got it wrong. So I got the, the name Andrew was right. But then I interpreted through my own mind and understanding what I thought that meant. So I'm praying for a youth pastor. And I'm thinking, okay, Andrew must be one of her youth leaders. 
And so I said, hey, does the name Andrew mean anything to you? If it was one of your youth leaders, one of your youth pastors, and God wants to do something, she says, no, I don't have any youth leaders under me called Andrew, but I'm about to go visit my brother. He's not saved, and his name is Andrew. So that was, I, you know, instead of being curious and going, okay, God, what is around this name Andrew? I put my own spin on it, which is often the mistake that we make. We get, we get and we, we put our own spin on it. We put our own interpretation on what that means rather than just keeping it pure. I don't know what this means. I heard the name Andrew. Does that mean anything to you? Is what I learned then how to approach that. And, she, and you know, so the thing was, is that she was literally going from that church service to meet with her unsaved brother. And she had faith now that God wanted to do something in his life as she was going to meet him. Isn't God good? Words of wisdom, divine counsel, or strategy. Uh, now, I've heard crazy stories about people getting divine wisdom, uh, you know, a word of wisdom, releasing strategy. This has never happened to me. I don't think, uh, you know, wisdom is my gift yet. I don't know. But, you know, we hear, uh, if you were to read Translating God from Sean Bowles, you would hear crazy stories where he's in the middle of government meetings that he's been invited into, and he's giving them strategies for the nation. Not his strategies, God's strategies, and literally shaping and changing uh, how they're operating, which is just mind-blowing. Uh, but that's, that's the word of wisdom. So the gifts of the Spirit, uh, including the prophetic flow, all happen, this is what we talked about this last night, from a relational context. Everything in the kingdom is relational. So when we look back at how the prophetic was done poorly, and we probably all think we've been in church long enough, where we've seen the prophetic done poorly, it's because it happens outside the context of relationship. When someone comes into our church or our meetings and there's no relationship with the senior leader or the senior pastor, or there's no, there's just, there's no relational, or they're not relationally accountable, and they, that is get up out of order and speak, it's out of the context of relationship that the prophetic operates poorly. That's where people get hurt. That's where people get, you know, not offended, but they get put off by their gift because they're seeing it happen outside of a relational context. All right, so it's, it's important that uh, when we prophesy, it's, it's in relationship. Prophets in the past, we've known that we've seen their gift, but they've been allowed to be weird, violate relationship, and not be accountable to social standards. If I was coming, I, you know, if I was coming into this place and I felt I had a word, I would not just stand up and announce it or call it out. I would, I would approach Keith out of, out of relationship and say, hey, this is what I feel God's on, and probably release him to say it, not, not me. Because he has the relational context with, with the congregation, right? Unless, you know, in this moment, he's given me a platform to be able to do that. Does that make sense? So the prophetic is one of the greatest tools of love and connection we have. It was one of the greatest tools of love and connection. Like this, social media, on this, it's given us a tool for connection. The prophetic is a tool for connection. Helps us to live with, how, with the connection of how God feels and how he thinks about us and about humanity and about certain situations and uh, circumstances. It's all about approaching people from how God sees them. Not, you know, so when I'm, when I'm coming in, when we're operating in a prophetic ministry, I'm not looking at who they are. I'm looking at how God sees them. I'm coming from, a, from, a, from the Father's heart of love. So before anything else, the prophetic is about a culture of love. It's a heart culture. It's communicating God's heart of love in and, and through us to others, seeing the original design of, of humanity, seeing the original design of, of somebody's life and calling them up into that, yeah? Before it is a spiritual gift, it's a heart culture. Sean Bowles says this, the culture of love in our heart is the landing strip for his thoughts and intentions towards those we are ministering to. That's why Paul puts such an emphasis on saying, you know, 
desire, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. But you've got to have love first. It's got to operate out of that heart culture of love. Love is the landing strip. Your love for the person you're prophesying over, your love for the situation, for humanity, for your nation, for your city. It's very important we have God's heart for our city. You don't see its weaknesses and its flaws and, 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 and its heart and its brokenness. Get God's heart for your city because that's where his thoughts are going to land on that love that you have for your city. It's not going to land on, on, the, on, the, on your views of what they're doing wrong, right? Does that make sense? There is no power from God that is separated from his love. If you want to have influence, you have to join yourself to his love. Amen? All right. So, you guys ready? Let me give you some homework first. Acts chapter 21. I don't know if you realize this, but in the Bible, God being as good as he is and knowing that we're going to struggle with this, God actually records in Acts 21 an, instant where, an instance where a prophet gets it wrong. Prophesying over the Apostle Paul, Agabus said, do not go to Jerusalem because the Jews are going to lead you away in chains. In fact, before that, the prophets come around Paul and they, they warn him saying, do not go to Jerusalem. Do not go to Jerusalem because, you know, we see, we see you know, you being led away in chains. We see you being taken away in bondage. Now, what they were seeing was correct, but they weren't interpreting it from the heart of the Father because God's heart was for him to go to Jerusalem. And yes, he would be led away in chains. But Agabus specifically says that the Jews are going to bind you up. But it wasn't the Jews, it was the Romans that did it. The Roman centurions came in. So again, there was just, just a slight misinterpretation that God's been kind enough to lead in the Bible so that we know that as humans, under a new covenant and a new covenant grace, sometimes we get it wrong. And that's okay. Because what do we do? We, we just learn. We just learn. Okay, so I got it wrong. This is how I missed it. And that's why relationship's important because if I come in and, you know, and give Keith a word, I would then say, hey, how does that sit with you? And he goes, well, this part felt right, but I, I think that this part was not good. And then I learn from that process, right? I learn then, okay, I'm going to go back and process that. Often prophets come in and they're not held accountable for their words. And two or three years pass and, and, it, and nothing happens, nothing shifts, nothing changes. And it's like, well, we need that accountability so that we can all learn to grow in the prophetic. All right. So here's some, here's some tools that you can do tomorrow, okay? I'm going to give you some tools. Wake up, when you wake up in the morning and you're spending some time with God, prophesy your day. Ask God to give you a picture, give you a, a, an image or a word over your day that you can see and look for. It's just, it's just a simple little thing that you can do to practice in the prophetic. There's, there's very little risk involved in that, right? But you're learning to, okay, God, give me, give me a picture of what you want to do today. It could just be around, you know, I'm going to see a guy in a red shirt when I'm doing the groceries. Or, or it could be, you know, when I, when I pay for my bill at the grocery store, it's going gonna, it's gonna to amount to $122.35. Something like that. Get, if you get specific with detail like that or ask for detail like that, then you'll start to learn it, to get accurate and you'll build a confidence with God. Yesterday, my wife went shopping for some new clothes. And I said, okay, God, give me a picture. I want to I see. It's just been me practicing. I want to give me a total of what she's going to spend. And then, I wanna, and, and then I'm saying, okay, and what is it that she's going to buy? And, and I, you know, I know it's kind of funny. And, and I think my, because Kristen's not a very good shopper. She doesn't like spending money. It's kind of reverse, role reversal there. I'm the one that shops. And I'll just go crazy and, and spend too much money on clothes or whatever. And so, I, you know, I got it, I got it wrong. 
the amount was so much lower than what she spent. <laughs> and so I think I, got, I interpreted that through my own understanding of what I thought. But some of the items were right. I got a picture of her buying jeans and she bought some new jeans and I got a picture of her in a white top and she tried a white top on but she didn't buy it, which maybe a son should have bought it. But then I would have been even further off from my amount. But just little simple things like that. It's, you know, it's, you know uh, here's something that God said to me one day. He said, God said, Aaron, I'm not as serious about this as what you are. I'm not, you know, I thought it's like almost like well, I'm, I'm tampering with something that's holy. It's like, I'm, I'm not as serious about this as what you are. I'm okay for you to have fun with this because I want you to learn. And God is a fun God. He's fun by nature, right? So it, it only makes sense that we can have fun with this. There's an invitation. It's not just this, you know, I mean, of course, God's a holy God and there's, there's fear and awe around that. But if, but if, you know, the invitation is prophetic, it's, it's, it's a gift. We can have fun while we're learning. And just, it's just simple little things but where there's no risk involved, we can practice. So prophesy your day. Write it down. And at the end of the day, check it out. You go, okay, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and you'll learn to grow. Team up with someone. Find someone who wants to, who's also curious and wants to learn, and team up with someone and practice words of knowledge. It might just be even a text. The other day, I came, had a coffee. I came out and just, um, I was going to teach this, but I not have enough time, but it's kind of like I bumped into a prophetic moment. Actually, the Hebrew word for intercession is the word pagar, which means you, like it's a bump moment. You bump in. And you know, when Jacob had his encounter, his dream, and the word it uses is like he bumped in. He says, I did, surely I did, I did not know that God was in this place. And the word that's used there is the word saying that he bumped into a God moment. Isn't that kind of cool? So I was getting coffee, I bumped into a God moment. All of a sudden I had a picture of, of uh, my friend, Michael, and just felt that God, God needed, wanted to encourage him. I sent a message and said, hey, I really believe that God wants to encourage you in this financial breakthrough coming in your life. Short little text. And, just, you know, and then I'll, I'm going to follow that up, hold myself accountable to see whether or not something actually happens. But we just need to be aware of those moments. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. I want you to break up into pairs. Or maybe, like, maybe it might, might make more sense, might be more efficient to break up into three or four people. So make, break up into three or four people. And then I want you to ask God for a picture for that person. Okay, so we, we got a picture of ourselves and what God was doing in a gospel story. Now we're going to shift it onto someone else. So just something really simple. It doesn't have to be profound. You don't necessarily even have to understand it. Just describe what you're seeing. And then to say, does that sit with you? Get some feedback. So maybe you know, this would work best if you find someone you don't know as well. So if you're sitting next to your husband or wife, then maybe it makes sense. It might not be practical to do that, but as much as it is possible, find someone you don't know all that well. It might make it just a little bit easier uh, to prophesy. Is that okay? We're gonna do, is that okay to do that? So find maybe, maybe two or three people. I think three is probably where we want to sit at so it doesn't go on for too long. Just quickly ask God for a download, a picture, and then describe that picture. All right, can I pray with you first? All right, Lord, I just release revelation, prophetic gifts, Holy Spirit, come and speak, paint images on our mind. Just remove any blockages, any fear, any doubt, any unbelief in our hearts right now. Lord, I ask for a spirit of sonship to rest upon us. We can hear your voice clearly in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I'm going to give you five minutes. Find two or three people. Get a picture. Quickly share. Um, is there an Amy here? Just going for it. <laughs> Anyone with the name of Amy? Amy. 
Come on, Amy, now. <laughs> um, okay, um, is there an IT consultant here or someone who works in the IT industry? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just on the ball here. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, that's cool. Um, okay. Who? Your, oh, your husband. Okay. All right. Give the word, see if it lands. All right. Well, what I got was um, I had the word promotion over your husband. Um, and I feel like maybe this is something that he's maybe striving for. But I feel like the Lord is saying like he doesn't have to strive for it because it's already his. And I feel like the Lord is saying that he's um, elevating him to a... Uh, an influential position, and I feel like the Lord has seen his humility. He's seen his humble heart. I feel like the Lord is saying, um, I just, I was just reminded of that scripture that God opposes the proud, but he exalts the humble. And so, yeah, just bless um, that promotion over your husband. Yeah. Amen. On, yeah. um, okay, just last one. I saw um, the name Gary. Does that? Is there a Gaza? <laughs> I shouldn't go for names because they just. <laughs> husband Gary. Husband. That's cool. Okay, I'm getting husbands here. All right. Um, is your husband um, believing for a healing breakthrough? He is. Uh, okay. Um, that's really all I got, and I feel like God is saying that He's gonna receive a breakthrough in that healing that He's been yeah. believing for. Yeah. So yeah, just bless that in Jesus' name. So it. If it doesn't sit with you, it might sit with someone that you know in your family or it might be your partner who isn't here. So just receive it for them. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a word for you, Earl, and your wife's name again. Christine, could you guys stand up? Uh, I felt like um, during worship, I just felt like he was just saying um, his ways are higher than your ways. And I just saw that just in the highway of ministry, I, I saw this divine exchange where you guys were surrendering a, a, a way of doing things for now his way of doing things. And I felt like, Earl, there was an anointing on you to um, it almost like uh, anoint the Davids in battles. And I feel like there's maybe even kids in your youth ministry who are sort of wearing the wrong armor. And I saw you just being like um, a, a leader and a father to be able to help them take off things that aren't theirs and things that they shouldn't own and help equip them with what they already have and um, launch them into the battles that they're called to in society and culture. And I specifically saw an anointing for you to release the artisan. So I feel like there's just even creatives that are in that are in your space and maybe some of them are just locked into this idea that I'm just called to be a pastor. And I saw you sort of uh, taking off that armor and just allowing them to be who God created them to be and not to be locked into a specific thing. And I felt like he, there was going to be fresh anointing coming over you guys. So I just want to pray over you. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you, Lord, that they would uh, raise up, Father Lord, artisans, Father Lord, who go into society and culture, Lord, who release the arts, Father God that the 20th century was might have been the year of the atheist, but the 21st century is the year of the artist. And I thank you, Lord, that we'd see heaven's creativity, Father Lord, come out through this youth place. And I just saw even uh, like uh, maybe some of your young people like painting and drawing, and I just saw pictures speaking a thousand words. And I, and I just saw you advertising it even in social media or places like that. And I saw it actually um, 
uh, stirring curiosity and actually drawing in and speaking messages to people that 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 would be that they wouldn't normally listen to in a message, but in a picture, the gospel and the, the truth of God would be released. So we just bless that on them and we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right, I normally go with the easiest one first, and then I go a little bit risky. <laughs> um, so I just had a couple words of knowledge. Um, is there um, a Lauren here? A Lauren? A Lauren? Is that you? Okay. Uh, is there any other Laurens? Just checking. Is that you? Um, all right. Lauren, if you could just stand up, Lauren. I felt like God gave me your name. And I felt like I, what I heard was a comforter and there was a spirit of counsel on you. And that you carry this gentleness of spirit. And I felt like he was going to use you to bring hope to people who are in hopeless situations. And I feel like even specifically with youth, are you in youth? Are you in youth leadership? Yeah. I felt like the youth in your leadership are going to find hope. Um, and and I, I saw like they didn't know where to run. Even uh, women who are experiencing suicide, who are in self-harm, I saw them just sort of sitting with you in the Holy Spirit, giving you the wonderful counselor, this experience of the wonderful counselor. And through you, I saw um, insecurity and suicide and self-harm just break off of women and youth. So Lord, we just bless that in Jesus' name. We thank you for the wonderful counselor. And I thank you for the spirit of counsel that is on her. And are you, is that your, are you guys together? Could you stand up too? Father, I thank you over both of them that you would use them to break off, Father Lord, this oppression that has been on our young people. We even declare over Australia, we no longer would be known as a youth who have the highest suicide rates, but who have the highest living rates, God. And we thank you that you would use them to bring hope in the hopeless situations. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay. I just, so I'm going to interrupt. Is that all right? Yeah. I, just, I just think for you guys too, that God's saying it's the behind the scenes work just as much as, as it is the upfront work. And it's the call to prayer and intercede on behalf of a generation that will equip you and allow you to be effective. Like David, the lion and the bear in private allowed him to slay the Goliath in public. And so it's, and, and God's just reminding you that's the behind the scenes stuff. Focus on the behind the scenes stuff. Leave the upfront stuff to Him. The anointing that you receive in the private will carry you in, the, in your public. And so, Lord, we just thank you for the private battles that they have victory over already that are now giving them the authority and anointing to release them over a generation in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, okay, so uh, uh, tossing between these two. I'll just check. Is there a Marcus here? A Marcus? Or a Marcus uh, in leadership? Or not? No? Okay. Good. There's a mark in leadership, though? No? That's okay. I'll... Your, your, your husband's mark. Oh, I met you earlier. Mark. What does he do for a living? He's a builder. And is he serving um, church? Uh, like in, in some form of capacity in church leadership or anything like that. Okay, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that fly. I don't think that's the one, but bless Mark in Jesus' name. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. And the the last couple is there someone who has either a birthday or an anniversary on the 28th of March or the 28th of February? Does that make sense? 
to anyone. 28 March, 28th of February. Does anyone want an anniversary on the 28th? <laughs> what was that? Your grandma. She's still here? Is that your son? His birthday? So, grandmother, son, daughter? All right. Trifecta. And there's another one. Grandma as well. All right. Son and daughter. All right, I'm going to pray for you guys, and then I'm going to give you guys something. Father, just thank you for the grandmas, Lord. Uh, and what was your name? Sorry? Sheridan. Was your grandma a Christian? Okay. You're the first. All right. Father, I just thank you um, over Sheridan. Uh, what I felt over you, Sheridan, that uh, you were going to pick up even some things that um, that maybe weren't fulfilled um, in family. And I, and I felt like you, you were drawing a line in the sand and that you were taking, God was anointing you to actually fulfill and giving you new grace to step into um, things that maybe were dreamed of or thought of but never were really action. And so, Father, I just bless her and I thank you, Lord, that um, e even for what you're, um, I just feel like he's just even shaping your heart this season and he's um, shifting your perspective, and um, he, he's giving you a new way of seeing things, and you are seeing your life, um, and even seeing your family, and I just saw you going back into your family, and actually being the light of love, and I saw that just um, reaching out to them, and it's just that verse that um, they will know, uh, they'll know that you are his disciples by the way that you love one another, so I just anoint, uh, thank you Lord for fresh love, and of uh, um, their grandma and Jesus, and she's experiencing anything uh, uh, is she is she believing for a healing at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And is it anything related to uh, legs or back or anything like that? Okay. So, Father, in Jesus, well, what is it? Uh, sorry, I got just uh, it's like I see, but I don't know what it is, and it frustrates me. Um, okay. Yeah, because I saw her legs. Um, so I just felt like God was highlighting that. And there was, um, so just like the faith is a centurion, I'm just going to release my faith. She's not here, but I believe that she can be healed because that happened to us. We were in America and someone got healed in another part of the state. So Lord, we just, what's her name? Nancy, we just bless Nancy. We bless her legs. Even right now, God, we just release faith. We thank you that the word of God cuts through time and space. And so, Lord, where she is right now, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would, I command the arthritis to leave her body. And I just speak the words of Isaiah that, Father, Lord, her strength would be renewed as a youth. That you would cause her to walk and not grow faint, to run and not grow weary. And we command all arthritis to leave in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I'll just speak to you guys. Um, I, I think I have something for, for both of you, but I think I'll give it to you just one-on-one. -on -one. Is that okay? All right. This lady here, is your, is your husband saved? He is, okay. All right. <laughs> well, we release salvation in Jesus' name. Yeah, I had a word for, it's Rachel, right? Yeah, I had a word for you. Um, you love him, don't you? Yeah, obvious, duh. But you really love him. You love Jesus with all your heart, and I just, I sense just such a hunger about you, that you, you love him, but you're desperate for more, 
that you, 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 the cry of your heart is to know him and to hear him speak. And I feel like God, his answer and response is yes. As much as you want to hear him, like, and you already do hear him, you know him, you hear him, but it's, it's more, you want to hear him in greater clarity. You want to hear his voice. And as much as you want it, he's, he more so is saying, yeah, yeah. And I had this that sense that he's going to unlock for you in greater measure. I don't know if you already operate in it, but in the gifts of word of knowledge and words of wisdom. And they're going to be really strategic and specific. And he can trust you with them because he knows that you'll steward, steward them really, really well. So I just kind of, and for both of you, I feel like that there's like an upgrade of anointing. You know, there's an authority that you carry because you've already been commissioned. But it's kind of like God's wanting to give you like the, the double banger, you know, because authority comes with commission, but power comes through encounter. And there's a power that he wants you to both of you to carry and steward, and it's going to come through encounter. You've been really faithful with stewarding the anointing and the call of God on your lives, but there is so much more. There is so much more. And as you press in together and step in, he's going to encounter you. It's like he's waiting. I can kind of see him waiting with gifts, ready to give you in your future. He's, and he's excited. He's like, come on, come on, come seek me, come find me. Because he's busting to give you these gifts. And as you do it, you'll encounter him and there'll just be this new level of power and authority. And you'll carry something and steward something, not just for your church, but I reckon for the region. And, and who knows where else. So if you want to stand... Because, um, yeah, I just felt that really powerfully that there's just something new and fresh for you guys to walk in. And specifically with you, your, your, your spiritual ears and eyes for that, that word of knowledge and word of wisdom, it's, it's powerful. And people are going to be shocked at, at what you bring and just how specific and powerful it is. Do you have any? Yeah, I, so over you, Rachel, I just saw, I saw you holding this big bowl of water like you know like you had your I don't even know how you were holding it up but it was filled with water and it's felt God said that you were a wellspring for others that others come and receive from what you, you know, you've dug deep and the and the well you know and the resources of God have bubbled up and through your life and people come and receive from you but don't be worried about being drained because it's a constant flow you've dug deep enough in your life in your personal life you've dug deep enough don't worry about being drained don't worry about yeah. not having enough for yourself. God said there's plenty. But you, but you will find that people come to you and draw from you. But just to stay in that place of devotion. Stay hungry like, like Kristen has said. And that, that well will remain full. And, and there's just going to be, like people are going to receive gifts. Yeah. It's going to unlock people's lives. It's going to be a source of, of, of sustaining in their life and around you. And, and, and um, Nate, I just saw you with a tool belt. And you've got your go tool tool on your left. And it's what you're comfortable with and what you're familiar with. And this is, you know, this is where I'm, this is where I'm at. It might be a hammer. And this is what you're using. But God's going to start to show you the other tools that are existing. And you've got, there's a whole gamut, a whole range of different tools that He's equipped you with. And, he's, and in this season, He's going to start to, and it may even feel like, you're not going to hit, but what about this hammer? What about this hammer? And God's saying, no, 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 no. It's time to now start exploring some of these other giftings, some of these other areas in your life that I've equipped, equipped you with. And it'll feel uncomfortable first. It'll feel clumsy at first. It'll feel awkward. But God's saying stick at it because just like you become a master of this tool, there are other tools that I want you to master as well. So Lord, we just release that over this incredible couple. And I thank you for I thank you that you've called them in strength. God, you started in strength and you will continue in strength. You were strong apart and you were stronger together. And the strength that you had on, on your own before coming together is now 
doubled, tripled, even more so because of the stance that you take together. Never neglect the strength of your relationship together. Never neglect that. Never overlook that. Never, never make, uh, bring a higher priority into your life than your relationship together. Lord, we just, we just bless them with these tools. Lord, we bless them with the wellspring of life that they are called to be. Lord, we bless their relationship with you. May they encounter you in whole new ways and whole new levels. We release greater dream life over them. We release greater capacity over them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just name. bless their children. Yeah. I bless their children. I thank you that their children are going to grow up in a home of encounter, that yeah. their, their children are going to know your presence. They're going to grow being familiar with your presence. They're going to know what it is to hear you, Father. And so I bless their home. I bless their finances. I thank you that their children are going to see you as their provider because they're going to see it on the lives of their parents and in their home, they're going to see you move. And so we bless their children. We bless their home. We bless their health. We bless their finances. We bless them in Jesus' name. A house of encounter. Jesus. Yeah, I just, I just felt like, what was your name again? Nate, Nate that um, he was um, replacing like uh, these really negative encounters with your children that could have, uh, that it's almost like sort of inflicted trauma. And I saw him giving them divine encounters, um, almost the same way that I was liberated from fear. So Lord, we just bless those divine encounters with the children. You'd speak to them even in their dreams, Father Lord, alone in their room, as they sit and write, as they play with Lego, Father Lord. I thank you for divine encounters, God, that your spirit would speak to them and it would um, bring healing, Father Lord, to what could be a traumatic experience that could taint them for the rest of their life. Thank you that one moment with you, Lord, would change everything for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, we've gone a little over. You guys still with us, though? Isn't God good? I just got one or two more. We'll see how we go. These ones are a bit risky. Is there a Daniel here? Daniel. Okay, no. All right. It's always the husbands. What's going on? It's, it's, this happens like a lot. Sometimes God just pick it on. So you're married to a Daniel. Does the numbers 7 or 8 or 78 mean anything to your Daniel? Is it a birthday? Is he born in 78? It's a good year to be born in. No. Does, is, uh, um, so what I felt was that there was a healing anointing over him. What I didn't know was whether that meant that he needed healing or that there was a healing anointing that he's called to operate in. That's what I, does he need healing in his life or anything? Okay, so I'm going to go with, I, I just saw healing over him, but I didn't know whether that meant that there was something for him specifically or something for him to operate in. So, Lord, we just release a healing anointing over the life of Daniel, Lord, that he would operate and move in that gift, that that would be awakened in him. Lord, I thank you that it's already there, but Lord, I pray that you would awaken it in him, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, and Keith, I just had a word for you which is kind of a little difficult for me to give because I have so much respect and honor for you and for what you've laid and the foundation that you've laid for our city and personally the impact that, that victory in the church that you guys have planted has had on my life personally. And, um, but I just heard the words, get mobile, get mobile. And I, I don't know necessarily what that means, but I, but I saw around you, I saw 
it, it was almost like, in, and, I, and I don't think that this is a third world country that you're called to in that, but it was almost like a picture of that where people were coming in blind and holding out bowls of empty food and they were lined up coming to you and, and coming and they would receive from you and then come back. Their eyes would be, it's almost like they had, you know, eyelids. It wasn't like they were blind, but they had something covering their eyes and they were coming to you and receiving their sight back and coming away with a bowl full of food. And I just felt that God said that that's the father anointing that's on your life, that you have such a fathering anointing, that you are you, such a champion of the young people around you, and even just looking at the quality of young people that are in your church and knowing them and knowing they're doing great things. And I just believe that that's, it's an, there's an upgrade in that coming in your life. You've already been a great father. You've been consistent. You have lived. You have laid things down for the next generation. But even more so, there's an anointing for you to release spiritual food and spiritual sight into the generation to your sons and daughters around you. So Lord, I just bless you with that. Just release increase over that. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I honor the Father that He is and the Father that He's been for His church, for His kids and for His spiritual kids. Lord, the Father that He's been for this city. Lord, I honor the cost that both of them paid all those years ago, moving from the, uh, from America and coming in and setting down roots in here. I thank you that our city is different because of their decision. I thank you that our city looks different. The spiritual climate is different because of the sacrifices, because of what they laid down. Lord, I pray that in this season, everything they've given be poured back, overflowing in Jesus' name, that there'll be such a, a depth of a well of resource that they are drawing from. And even even as, as you're giving that giving away, again, I just see this, this endless resource available as you give it away. It's not a drain. It's not any effort. You're just, you're just giving of what God has already placed within you. So Lord, we call in the sons. We call in those that are yet to be fed. We call in those that have yet to have their eyes opened. And we call them in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up. And, uh, and, uh, but we, we get to hang out with you guys tomorrow. Really good. Kristen's hanging out here. Alex and Julie with with with, uh, with me in victory. It's really cool. We're looking for. Thanks so so much for having us. It's been it really has been a real honor to be able to minister amongst friends, to be able to receive from you guys as well, and to be a part. I love I love what you guys are doing with this spirit and truth, and and just setting aside time for God to open up and for you to experiment and enter into all, all that God has for you. And um so. Uh, Lord, I just bless everything that you've done this weekend. I pray that you would seal it, Holy Spirit, that it would bear much fruit in our lives. Lord, I thank you that it's just the beginning, that, that even this weekend it's a seed sown. Help us to steward it. Help us to water it, to watch over it. But Lord, I, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just continue to affirm that we are sons and daughters, that we have a rightful place and inheritance, that we are seated in the heavenlies, that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and receive and live and operate out of that place as we minister the kingdom of heaven on earth over this great city of Newcastle. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Who... who um. It feels like in the last 24 hours you've received something new from God or gone to a new level in a way. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's an, that's an invitation to a, to a new normal for all of us. Every, every, time, there's, every time we experience something new in God, it's, there's an upgrade and an invitation to a new way of life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so absolutely, as Aaron prayed, pray that that would be sealed in our, in our lives, in our community, in our churches, in our congregations. Um, 
that, that we would step into the new normal. Yeah, awesome. So, Aaron and Kristen, thank you so much. Yeah. Alex, Julie, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, during, that, during that ministry time, I just want to, uh, I spoke about just some merchandise that was up the back, but also just wanted to bring to your attention um, C3NC, this church, great church, um, has, um, has this Higher Places album. It's the instrumental that's been playing through um, a lot of today in the ministry time. And um, this, you know what, there's, um, this is not just about, there it is. This is not, this is not just another album. You know what, there, there is a, there's a heart and a mission and a vision behind what this was, um, what was, this was released for. And, um, and, and, I'm, and I mean released in every sense of the word um, to the body of Christ. And so um, it's, there's only a few copies of that have left now. Um, most of them have been distributed, but there's some left, normally $20. Um, they're, they're $15 for, the, for, for this weekend. Um, so make sure you get hands on that. Put it in your car. Put it in, you know, put it in, your, in your house. And um, there's something about... Um, facilitating and, and hosting a uh, and, and creating an environment that um, that is that allows God to, to be God. Yeah, when we're, we're intentional and we lean into Him, um, so, some of these tools, these um, these resources, the music and everything like that, um, that they're amazing in helping us to do that. So get your hands on that. Get your hands on some of the other resources. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for um, really supporting this and getting along with this and and um, and being here. Um, so tomorrow we've got um, so Northwest and uh, Central are combined at HSPA. Uh, we've, we're going to have Pastor Aaron ministering over there. Pastor Kristen is here with um, a special day happening here at NC2 with the ordination. And, um, and we've also, over at the combined Northwest and Central service, uh, we've got the Clancy's ministering with the kids. So um, it's, they're both not to be missed. So um, we'll see you in church tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks. Thanks.